This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Financial Tech in the Guide Rock Capital Management Commentary recorded on October 16th, 2013. host Jim Collison broadcasting live from the Gallup campus here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we post this show, including the written commentary, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here on the Gallup campus in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, or if you have questions or comments for the show, send Andrew an email. He loves to get your emails. It makes his day bing. His day is made. Send those to Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. Andrew, great to see you this week. We are on the verge of a weekly, or I mean of a, a maybe a global catastrophe, maybe not, but how are you? <laughs> I am well. I am well. The markets uh, this morning uh, are pretty well as well, on belief of this whole government meltdown uh, might be aver averted. But uh, So do world stock markets believe Congress is just offering up some Halloween excitement? <laughs> I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think? Well, last week, they responded to the government shutdown in the United States and possibly uh, the fact that the U.S. might default on its debt for the first time ever with the bravado of teenagers standing in line for a haunted house. Uh, markets around the globe finished the week higher, with some notable exceptions that include Chinese and Mexican restaurants, or excuse me, markets. <laughs> You're thinking about lunch already. Oh, I am. <laughs> Chinese and Mexican markets, and America's NASDAQ, the tech index. Uh, it's also possible market performance could be attributed to the lack of economic data available since the government shutdown. Even private economic indicators sometimes rely on federal government information to calculate their numbers. Well, that's a non-essential function of the United States government, so they're not available. Uh, markets be, may be waiting signs that America's elected officials are making progress more heavily than they might if otherwise uh, the data were accessible. The positive progress in the U.S. stock market is particularly interesting since a lot of Americans, many of whom may be investors, have negative feelings about the fiscal policy impasse in Washington. According to a new NBC News slash Wall Street Journal poll, 60% of Americans polled said, quote, if they had a chance to vote to defeat and replace every single member of Congress, including their own representative, they would. 60%, you guys. That's insane. That is a huge number. In fact, normally when we look at this stuff, after all, we look at we work at uh, Gallup here. Uh, normally when we look at this stuff, everybody says, yeah, all those congressmen, they're junk, but not my congressmen. Uh, but according to this poll, even their own congressmen, people are saying, get them out of here. Pretty interesting. That may go a long way towards explaining the recent deterioration of consumer sentiment in America. The Thomson Reuters University of Michigan's overall index on consumer sentiment declined for the third straight month in October. The change was relatively small, but sentiment uh, reached the lowest level in nine months. Uh, of course, we we quote that uh, uh, we quote that uh, that that index uh, on an almost weekly basis. It seems like anymore. Well. A Federal Reserve System primer. Last Wednesday, Vice Chair of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, was nominated to take over as chairman when Ben Bernanke steps down in January. If confirmed, 
She'll take the helm of the institution entrusted with safeguarding our country's monetary and financial system. You know, it's kind of interesting to reflect back on our financial system because Congress established the Federal Reserve System a century ago in response to the financial panic of 1907. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, quote, financial panics and bank runs were all too common during the 19th and 20th centuries. Some were more severe than others, but most followed the same general pattern. The misfortunes of a prominent speculator would undermine public confidence in the financial system. Panic-stricken investors would then scramble to cut their losses, and because it wasn't uncommon for speculators to double as bank officials, worried depositors would rush to withdraw their money from any bank associated with the troubled speculator. If a beleaguered bank couldn't meet its depositors' demands for cash, panic would quickly spread to banks. Remember, there was no federal deposit insurance until 1933. If a bank failed, depositors had little hope of ever seeing that money again." End quote. So remember, I love talking about this, remember the movie It's a Wonderful Life? You guys remember that? Remember when all the depositors came running in to George's bank and he either asking for their money and, and he's you know hanging on to the last few dollars that the bank has and finally he gives this great speech about how the money's not in the vault, it's in Tom's house and Judy's house and, um, and, and in the loans they made to those folks and then he stops the run on the bank. Pretty great stuff. Well, that was real and that was that's real life back in the early 1900s until uh, 1907 when J.P. Morgan intervened and set up an emergency loan for financial institutions. Uh, the clamor for reform led to the passage of the Federal Reserve Act, uh, which created the Federal Reserve System, which became law in 1913. Today, the Fed includes a board of governors in Washington, D.C., and 12 Federal Reserve Banks. The Board of Governors oversees the Fed. Its members are appointed by the President of the United States and confirmed by the Senate. They serve 14-year terms. The Reserve Banks are responsible for the Fed's day-to-day -day operations, which includes conducting monetary policy, supervising and regulating banks, and providing payment services, um, all help maintaining the stability of the financial system. Monetary policy is set by the Federal Open Market Committee, or the FOMC, which we're hearing a lot about these days, which is composed of 12 voting members and includes the seven members of the Board of Governors and a rotating group of five Reserve Bank presidents. The chairman of the Board of Governors is also the chairman of the FOMC. Pretty interesting stuff. All right, here's our quote for the week from Robert Frost, the famed American poet. It says, the greatest thing in family life is to take a hint and, a, and when a hint is intended and not to take the hint when the hint isn't intended. Nice work. Always love those quotes, Andrew. Uh, a question for you with credit unions. Uh, certainly banks are, banks are a part, and savings and loans, the old savings and loans, are a part now of, of the FDIC system. Where do credit unions fall in that, in that whole ecosystem as far as backed up in security? All same, are they all in the same systems as well? Great question. Um, credit unions uh, have their own pseudo-government entity that uh, regulates them. It's called the NCUA, or the National Credit Union uh, Administration, very similar to the FDIC. Um, and this is the body that governs audits um, and it also provides the insurance backing for credit unions. Um, so because credit unions are not-for-profit, they're 501c1 organizations, um, they have a little bit different business structure, so hence the different governing body. The, uh, the interesting, you mentioned in the front of the show, you talk about uh, the, you know, Congress, if we voted today, right, they would all be in trouble. Uh, we, we won't here in the United States, we won't have a major election until next November, so it's a year from now, and, 
and a portion of the House will come up, you know, and Senate will come up. For, all the House will come up and a portion of the Senate. Do you think, uh, and I'm not asking you to speculate here, but do you think Americans will remember a year from now? Will this have the same effect like when Major League Baseball players walked out, when the NFL players walked out in the... You know, there was you, you could see the effect on that industry for a year or two, and then kind of people kind of forget after that. You know. Yeah, that's a good point, Jim. You know, we have very very short term memories <laughs> uh, as Americans, and so you know, there's an interesting election today in New Jersey uh, for a Senate seat that's open. Cory Booker, uh, the famous mayor, is is running, uh, and there's an interesting um, there's an interesting runoff there, uh, and so that that'll be an interesting election to watch today. Um, but next November is so far off, I'm guessing that a lot of folks will have forgotten this particular event. Now, we've seen this, <laughs> this seems like a direct repeat of, oh, I don't know, the fiscal cliff uh, um, and some other things that have happened consistently over the last 24 months. And so I think if we can continue to see this type of behavior um, from our elected officials, yeah, it could be very well possible that we could see a major shakeup. Yeah, we did see that, you know, back in the 90s, there were some legislation that went through and that changed from the Republicans coming into power and then the, the Democrats coming back into power in the House. They went very quickly back and forth, and so it does some, have some effect. We don't spend a lot of time looking forward as much as we look back, but uh, today is the day. I mean, we, we've uh, they've got to kind of get some stuff wrapped up and get uh, get the debt ceiling approved so that we can spend some money and put some folks back to work. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. And we'll cover all that here next week uh, as we come back and do financial tech. As we move into the fall, Andrew and I, of course, uh, are, with our busy schedules, we didn't miss last week as well. And it's good to always be back, and we appreciate your patience as we, uh, we get these podcasts out to you. By the way, any comments, uh, contributions you want to make to the show, if you've got some things, questions you'd like Andrew to answer, again, we say it up front, but you can send him an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital. Dot com. And if you're new to podcasts and looking for a way to easily listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher. We like that a lot, primarily because it's easy to use. Go to Stitcher.com. You can download, uh, download that on your iPhone, Android platform. You can listen to that on Windows. You, uh, it's a great way to listen to the podcast both at home and on the road. It's all automatically there. When we post a new show, it automatically updates to Stitcher, and you can get that show available. Go to Stitcher.com. Search Financial Tech. It is education for your ears, and be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital at guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He is just at Andrew D. Hunt, and why would you not follow him on Twitter? And get all the show notes for this show out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Hopefully, there'll be a system in place next week for us to do this. And remember, be smart about your investing. Guide Rock Capital Management, Inc., or Guide Rock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. Guide Rock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. Guide Rock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. 
All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.